0: Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the Young Lion Cast with your host Rob Goodwin and I am joined as always by Chris O'Brien. How are you, Chris?
1: As always, it's only been two times. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm 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 all right. It's it's been a long week.
0: You always <laughs> just, just fill these podcast intros with such joy.
1: Well, to be fair, when it's j- me introducing, I do. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I feel like I should at least let you do one intro where you can sing your heart out. I mean, before, I feel like the people need to know that before we came on air, Chris serenaded me with a Sesame Street song.
1: Right, right okay. So, basically, whenever Rob goes, oh, I'll be 10 minutes. There's not a ton you can do in 10 minutes. Like...
0: <laughs> Even though you know it's not going to be 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but not like... You know what I mean? Like I take you at your word, despite uh, fucking running conjecture. But <laughs> the, like, so basically, my only options are either have a game of Tetris or play the guitar. Like, there's a third option, and I'm pretty sure all you filthy-minded fuckers are thinking, but also that's a bit of a danger. So just no
0: danger wank. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 just I just press, I just press fucking accept. Ugh, hi Rob. Promise me, promise me, you will not answer if you are doing that. I I don't think our friendship can handle that.
1: Why the fuck would I do, oh, really after Blacksville?
0: Well, they're stories for another time, another podcast, I feel, Chris.
1: They're
0: always stories (laughs) for another time, Rob. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do today is a little bit of a new segment that we're going to be doing when there isn't New Japan matches to be covered. Obviously, we are in a bit of a lull between uh, before... King of Pro Wrestling, which obviously takes place next Monday. Um, so what we're going to do is, rather than cover New Japan Road, which nobody cares <laughs> about, um, we are instead going to look at some old Japanese wrestling, because me, as a relative Japanese wrestling noob, will be learning from, in, in comparison, a wrestling veteran? In Chris?
1: I'm, I'm- I, I'm glad that you said in comparison, because I am by no means a fucking expert on half this shit. Oh, I in mean, <laughs> comparison I don't know to me, things. you are. Yeah, I was about to say, but it's sort of like saying um, my very young nephew is a better walker than Stephen Hawking was.
0: Oh, now then. <laughs> now then. I know,
1: my nephew can't walk yet, he's only five himself. Too soon.
0: Um. Anyway, so it's <laughs> not the worst
1: joke I've ever made.
0: It's really not. We've had to cut ones out of the Podmania podcast which, only once. Yeah, that was a bad one, man. <laughs> Even now, that's still bad, and we won't issue. We won't talk about it again ever.
1: <laughs> that's my. It's literally my favorite moment in podcast Podmania because <laughs> <just>, a ding <laughs> comes up and it's just like. Um, So, Chris decided to tell a really bad joke, and we can't air it, and I've had to spend a lot of my evening editing out, so thanks, Chris, and to now back to the podcast. And then it's just you, and then it's just me laughing and you and Gar sounding horrified.
0: Yeah, it it was a moment where my balls shrank back into my body. It was was bad times, it was bad times. Um, So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we are going to cover three Old Japanese matches reigning oh, from... I was so
1: close to getting him to watch Joshi.
0: So, so cl- close. Uh, Ranging from mid-90s all the way through to relative modern day. Ranging from companies from New Japan to WAR to All Japan Pro Wrestling. And we will review these matches for you, talk about them, uh, get our freak on to at least two of them. um, Especially one for me anyway. And then we'll sort of give our ratings and things like that. Before we do that though, Chris, before I get balls deep into some Japanese wrestling, there's a little bit of news now, I messaged the Podmania WhatsApp group with absolute horror when it was announced by What Culture Wrestling, I saw it on first, that two potential people leaving from New Japan Pro Wrestling, the first of which is Harold May. Um, now, other people. Sort of sites have sort of refuted this, saying we, they don't know where that's come from and they don't really see why that would happen. But Chris, your take on the potential departure of Harold May?
1: That's where we're fucking starting.
0: Yes, we are starting there. We're going to leave I, it's, the next one. It's, I barely,
1: I barely know who Harold May
0: is. There you go. That's that's good journalistic analysis there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't
1: get paid I don't get paid for journalistic analysis. I turn up, tell a few offensive jokes
0: jokes that pop the crowd
1: and then leave. It's what I do. Okay,
0: so you don't give a shit either way then is what that boils down to.
1: <laughs> yeah, he might leave and New Japan might fall apart and it's like, well fuck. That escalated quickly, but as a stand, nah. Okay. Like the other the other name is a bit more important.
0: Yeah, I to be honest, I threw that in there knowing full well you would not give a shit about this one because you wanted to talk about the one that I'm going to talk about now. Um, Unfortunately, the next one is Minoru Suzuki. Um, And it seems a little bit more universally agreed upon that he is unhappy with his position in the company. Um, And I think he's probably been unhappy for a while. It probably didn't help that obviously he was booted out of the G1 Um, and then They seem to offer him a title match to appease him being kicked out of the G1 uh, for him then to lose that title match despite absolutely rapturous support from the British fans. And I think the fact that he has been in this company for you know God knows how long and still not had a fair crack of the whip at being a champion. Um, Chris, your opinions on this? Is it time for Suzuki to go? Do you think that he's got more to offer? Do you think he's done in New Japan?
1: Well, he sporadically leaves Legat, like, um just before this most recent one. He spent a couple of years in Noah, so it's just, he does it, he's always sort of been a freelancer. But, like, yeah, it's a bit shit that he was left out for G1 this year. I kind of get it, like, with, but, like, they could have chucked out probably Cobb and have slot Suzuki in rather well. Like, I get why they had Archer in there, but, yeah, it's... It, it, the fact is, he could go to bi- literally any other Japanese promotion and literally be the, um, be the top heel. So, I I can see why he'd want to leave. I, I'm not happy that he's leaving because, like, it, literally, if he goes to Noah, I'll probably never see him again. And if he goes to All Japan, I'll only see him if he goes against Kenta Miyahara. So, but, like, he's such a big figure that he would also bring an audience to. Like, pe- like if if you like Suzuki in New Japan, he's probably one of your, like, top five favourites. So, I'm really sad he's going, but I can really see why he is.
0: In your opinion, do you think it is unfair that Suzuki hasn't had a run with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship?
1: Kind of, but also, like, while he's been back, they've been building up Okada and Omega so a kind of get why. Like he's not necessarily a prototypical modern day New Japan champion. Like he's not fa- he's, he's not going to have a fast paced match. Like you can see it in his last match with Okada. He just slaps people about. And but yeah, I think he should have won it. From The problem is every time where he could have won it, there's bigger stories going on that where, that needed the title, like the uh, Tanner okada feud needed that title Mm -hmm. and then when he was up against okada it was building up well i say nighter but then we never put it on fucking him either but we were trying to build up okada as the biggest champion of all time so he definitely deserves a shot the championship but in terms of booking he's never really had a fair crack and i think him like being out mostly a freelancer on and off all the way through his career hasn't helped like you know what New Japan are like, they want they don't want to put belt um at least their main belt on a freelancer level. Like, will happily put like the IC title or the Junior title on him, but they're reluctant to do it on someone who's potentially a flight risk. And historically, Suzuki's a bit of a flight risk. So
0: it was the same issue they had originally with Ibushi.
1: Yeah, until like they didn't give Ibushi a major title until they locked him down. Like the best he ever got was Junior. So this again i can see why both sides are treated the way they are and it would explain why liger and suzuki isn't happening in Badellum
0: if that this is the case i mean you've you've spoke you've spoken about how obviously suzuki's always been sort of second fiddle you've had the tanahashi and the okada feud which lasted for you know two years you've had Tetsuya Naito constantly on the brink, then you had Okada versus Omega, and now you've got the Okada, J-White, Naito, Ibushi sort of quadrangle. Now, do you think that Suzuki is just a victim of his timing, because you look at the mid noughties and you look at who was champion in the mid noughties you've got Satoshi Kojima you've got Hiroshi Tenzan, you've got Manabu Nakanishi, you've got Yuji Nagata. All those people had a run with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Now, from my perspective, someone who has been watching New Japan for a little over two years, New Japan aren't want to put their belt on anyone, a la WWE. You know, Jinder Mahal, for example. You, they don't just put the belt well, on that anyone. <laughs> they don't put the belt on anyone. They have to have a storyline in place. There has to be a reason behind everything they do. And do you think Suzuki has just been a victim of his time? And if he'd have been wrestling in the mid-noughties, in that time where, you know, that unfortunately New Japan sort of fell off the face of the earth a little bit, do you think he'd have been better suited then?
1: Okay, it's straight. Okay, I mean, first of all, not an ex. Mid-2000s is definitely sort of my blank spot in terms of New Japan, because most of it is not on fucking world. Like, all of Brock Lesnar's run is in on the world. But anyway, um, yeah, it's weird because, like, the best time for Suzuki, where they'd probably give him a proper run, is, like, that mid-2000s block. Like, where they really. Like, with a Nokiaism and being really MMA-inspired, where he where he lost, like, Shania, Shinya Hashimoto, because they actually had a Judo champion fucking shoot on him. In the Tokyo Dome, that was ridiculous. But yeah, um, that would have been the perfect time. But also, if Suzuki had went to New Japan at that point, he wouldn't have fucking got anywhere. Like, he might have been champion, but he'd be champion of a fucking du- sinking ship. So he was in Noah at the time, which was the perfect place. And also, all Japan, um, where he, even there, he was m- sort of making more money. It's. I don't know. I, I think where he, he doesn't, he isn't quite a top guy wherever he goes. I really don't know how to answer your question, because I think maybe if he was consistent in the 2000s, he would have won the IWGP Championship, but like at that point, who really cared?
0: Yeah, true. Scott Norton won it, for God's sake. And no, that was, that was one of the names. Bob Sapp is the big fucking issue,
1: and also Lesnar's run. Did you hear what Lesnar did to the fucking belt?
0: Um, He's held it hostage. Ultimate Warrior and style
1: yeah, basically. Um they hadn't paid in yet. And he and they were like, Oh, can we have the belt for cleaning? And he was like, Nah, I think I can clean it on my own and so then he fucked off from New Japan with the belt. Problem was, um they had retired the old IWGP belt um to in honor of Shinya Hashimoto and then had to bring that back because Lesnar wouldn't mail the belt back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, brought Lesnar. Brought Lesnar. What he is a legend. Such a cunt. <laughs> Just never plays ball. Um again, it's it's purely speculation at the moment that Minoru Suzuki is leaving. He might well sign a contract. He might well go to Pro Wrestling Nowhere, AEW, All Japan, who knows? If you have I'd to-
1: hate to see him in AEW for the records. Like I don't, the, the style of the style company goes for he would not fit in at all.
0: If you were a betting man, Chris Mm-hmm. Where's he going? Noah. I think he fits in best
1: currently with Noah, and I think we're drawing more than odd. He's probably going to go to the next biggest drawing um, promotion, but have him like, it's not like he can turn up in Stardom and start slapping fucking Mayo about. Although I think Garth would like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> or like Dragon Gate World Junior Wrestling. So, but like. He, it's even know all, all Japan. Personally, I want to see more in all Japan because I know more about all Japan. Mm. But if I was betting, Noah is sort of in a resurgence right now. They're, they're treating veterans quite good, like um, Marafuji and Muto are going after it at the next big
0: event. So, And don't forget, obviously, that Noah are just bringing in their secondary men's title as well. Are they? Are I've, they I've, I
1: know nothing about Noah. So.
0: Um, I believe, and I'm sure someone will correct me in the comments, but I'm sure it's called the GHC national title. And be, I believe it be is that. Elgin and someone taking... A... Oh, that's the Elgin match. Okay. Yes, I'm sure it is. Just let me uh, just let me quickly check that. <laughs> but with a second you tell... Intermission.
1: Doodly, doodly. Um,
0: um, <laughs> yeah. It's one and second. To be fair, Suzuki. He... Go on, keep going.
1: Um, Noah's current champion has held it for a while, hasn't he?
0: Um, Kiyomaya, I'll yes. Double, I'll double... Yeah. Yes, he has. He's so, held it for quite a think, long time.
1: I think Suzuki coming in and. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this. This big. is Although, mini- I don't know what this means for Suzuki Gun. I'm quite worried what this means for Suzuki Well, Gun, that was actually. going to be
0: my next question. Uh, yeah, it is the GHC national title, and it is Michael Elgin versus Takashi Sugiyori.
1: It's quite bad because now it's sort of re- reverting to New Japan, now, because they've changed their annual tournament name to the N1. <laughs>
0: to the N1, yeah, I know. I know. For <laughs> sake. Uh, as for Suzuki Gun. I mean, if I if I personally, I mean, it was called Kojima Gun before. If I had to choose a person to take over from Suzuki, for me, there's only one real option, and that's Tai Chi. Tai Chi. <laughs> Realistically, I know that we mock Tai Chi quite a lot. I know that we say, you know... No, you mock Tai Chi a lot. Okay, I mock Tai Chi quite a lot, but Zack Sabre Jr. doesn't strike me as a leader, and he's the only one, really, who would take that on. Archer doesn't strike me as a leader. He strikes me as a dominant monster. For me, Taichi is... I mean, to... Taichi Goon? It doesn't quite sound right, fact, but...
1: Suzuki... Didn't Suzuki win at off Kojima as an outsider of Goon? So, it's, just, it's all fucking... Not meant, but the English language. But, um... So, <laughs> why wouldn't some... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we had someone from outside, Suzuki Gun, win, um, like, beat Suzuki and take over, Suzuki Gun. It's not like Bullet Club who have like, loads the cues It's always from outside that's taken over rather than the inside.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, um, but... Like, who
1: would you have to take it over from the outside now that I think about it?
0: Um... Kojima could
1: take it back. would probably be a bit shit, wouldn't it?
0: I think if Kenta hadn't already aligned himself with Bullet Club, I think he'd be good. Bullet Club, yeah. Um, Shibata? <laughs> Shibata. Oh, Wow. That's a big call. I mean, he's got to be cleared for wrestling first. Yeah, very good point. What about, uh, bring it- what about a heel turn? Hiroki Goto. Goto gun?
1: Ah, oh, to be fair, Goto's been wrestling like he's in Suzuki gun recently. We've been saying that, so, haven't we? Because he keeps throwing young boys at people. That's a Suzuki gun.
0: <laughs> yes, he did. He did. Um, I mean, oh, Ishii? <laughs> Ishi.
1: To be fair, that's probably the only time that Ishi's gonna. If Ishi did that, he can actually properly have an honest god run up the title. So I'd be down for that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: also, like, it's very hard to hate Ishi. But again, it's very hard to hate Suzuki, despite how fucking scared I am. Of him. You know what? How scared I am of Suzuki. He posts um, pictures of his socks on Instagram, and I don't trust it.
0: No, no. and I, Something I know what you mean sinister there. is
1: going on. Something sinister is going on. Disguised as like something good. There's a razor blade in those socks or something. <laughs> like I don't trust
0: it. This has been quite a nice transition, actually, because our first match is for the Never Open Weight Championship and Minoru Suzuki, as it stands, um, is the second longest reigning Never Open Weight Champion. Uh, having won the belt once um, in 2017, he held the belt for 252 days and um, in four title defenses before losing it to Hiroki Goto at Wrestle Kingdom 12, and an absolutely amazing match. That was it's probably Goto's best ever match.
1: No, not, yeah.
0: uh, I wouldn't say it's his best ever. But it's definitely his top three. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the reason this segues quite well into our first match is because our first match takes place at the New Beginning in Sendai. Um, and it was for the Never Open Weight Championship the vacant Never Open Weight Championship because at Wrestle Kingdom 9 which you can listen to in the archives um, Togi Makabe defeated Tomohiro Ishii for the championship in again an absolutely amazing match. Uh, Unfortunately um, on Valentine's Day 2015, what a shit time for Makabe, um, he had to vacate that title because he had influenza.
1: I'm sorry, Bas- I'm sort of laughing now because it's sort of like, good news, Mac, you're getting laid tonight. Bad news, you have influenza, so you're not getting late tonight, and I'll give it your title.
0: You <laughs> should have stood sort of up Brock Lesnar and say, no, I can clean it. Um, but this, of course, led to an Ishii versus Tomahaki Homma match at the New Beginning event in Sandai. Now, at this point, Tomahaki Homma is a lovable underdog. Shit. But everybody loves him. Could not win a match. He's an entertainer. He, died. he was. He was an entertainer. Yet his win loss record was absolutely abhorrent. I'm um, very
1: curious what his current win loss record is. I'm going to search this up.
0: Okay. Well, I will continue. Whilst you do that, please let me know. Um, at this point, nobody really took Homer seriously. Least of all Ishii. and that is why this match was as hot as it was. The crowd support for Homme, especially as he comes to the ring, is absolutely amazing. Now, I watched this on New Japan World. I know, Chris, you watched it on Daily Motion. On the New Japan World, it is the only (laughs) time... Don't tell
1: me I'm a pirate.
0: (laughs) It is the only time I've heard Ishii's music copyrighted. Ever.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Oh, by the way, his current win-loss record in New Japan is 411 losses. Um, wins, sorry, 300, fuck, 411 wins, three draws, and 625 losses.
0: It's not great, is it? Let's be honest. No, that's including like tag
1: matches. So it's not like if he's in a tag team like Maccabay and Maccabay picks up the win, that counts. So, well,
0: um this match then, Chris, you recommended this to me when I posted on Twitter and Facebook, what great Japanese wrestling matches should I be watching? You instantly said this. Why were you watching at this point?
1: Um, yeah, because it's after Wrestle Kingdom 9. I watched this one month after the fact, though, because there was no like really reliable way to get New Japan stuff, but you didn't have to pay up the fucking wazoo for. Like, New Japan World wasn't a thing at this point, or at least if it was, I wasn't aware of it. So, like, I watched this months later and sort of shit myself when I watched it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is the only match I've actually seen where Tommy Tomiwaki Homma, aside from um, a match at Wrestle Kingdom 8, I believe. No, Wrestle Kingdom 10, I'm sorry. Um, This is the only match that I've actually watched where Homma is capable of, A, taking a bump and, B, going at a pace, because obviously after the horrendous injury he... He got in 2017, I believe, at the hands of Giardo. Yeah. Um, this is the only match I've seen where he can get, and I was really, really impressed. It was literally an extension of the Ishii Makabe match from Wrestle Kingdom 9, just beating oh, exactly. the living piss out of each other.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is what I want the Never Open with title to be, and it's just not been that, and it's a shame. Apart from now with Kenta, it kind of is that, but you know.
0: Yeah. Um, Again, l- legitimate wrestling moves. There weren't many No. There was basically brain busters. That's basic. There was brain busters. Tom Akihoma ended up busted open. The first half of this match was him trying to hit the Kokeshi and failing repeatedly. Oh, it was quite it was quite sad, actually.
1: And if had- the fact bit about the Kokeshi, he doesn't It's not like a um, Dynamite Kid one where he's at least putting his arms out so you could at least kid yourself. eh? He's like putting his arms down slightly before his head hits the mat. He's just throwing his fucking head at the mat.
0: Speaking of the Kokeshi, there is a sickening spot where Ishii is on the mat outside and Honma ascends to the top rope and hits a Kokeshi onto the outside. Now, that doesn't sound terrifying. Go and look at the bump because... (laughs) especially knowing homer's now dodgy neck watching him come off the top rope with literally no hand support whatsoever and basically landing stomach first and head first onto ishi is just it's a horrible horrible bump
1: and it's new japan mats which aren't really mats they're basic they're basically rugs he fell onto a rug
0: he did and He took it like an absolute champ. He was straight up, but good God, I never, ever, ever want to see that spot again. Dives to the outside, fine. Stuff like that, fuck no. Absolutely not. Something else I noticed in this match was, Ishii's headbutts have always been a staple of his matches, yet recently he seems to have pulled back a little bit with his headbutts. Now, in this match, they were very stiff headbutts, and they looked real. Now, do we assume that after the horrendous injury to Shibata other wrestlers sort of toned it back a little bit in regard to the headbutts because here Ishii fucking wasn't
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a company mandate after Shibata just don't fucking do it
0: like yeah I'd be curious to see
1: if we watch if we watch like an Ishii match later on after Shibata and see if it is just that Comparing it to his
0: G1 run, I would argue that Ishii's headbutts are not tame by any stretch of the imagination, but obviously he headbutts the shoulder and sort of the clavicle region as opposed to the head of the other person. So it's more like
1: his last three G1 runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, I can see that. Yeah, if you can see what I mean. And obviously I think that is an absolutely perfect thing to do, obviously. Um, there were so many times that Homer could have won this, and I was convinced that Homer was going to win now, this.
1: There are points in this match where you want Homma to win, Mum and his sex addict wants to get his hole.
0: It's ridiculous. <laughs> you so want Homma to go over. And in your heart, you know that Ishii is going to win. Ishii oh. is... A champion, you know he's a champion. Homer is that lovable loser that just doesn't quite get there. And unfortunately, that is the case here. Ishii hitting the vertical brain buster at 24 minutes and 46 to get the vacant, never open weight championship. I gave this, Chris, a nine. I absolutely loved this match. I loved the stiffness of it. I loved the pacing of it. I loved the very different parts of the match. Like I say, the first part of the match is Homma trying to hit the Kokeshi. The second part is Ishii dominance. And then the stretch at the end, which, you know, we have Homma's almost chance spots at trying to win the match. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it's... I love the story of... um, Honma is not a good... He's not a good fighter. But he'll fucking throw himself at you. And do that. that's also why he's a good... Worker is like, he's not actually a good worker, but he'll fucking die for you. To he... fact, I think he's a deathmatch wrestler originally, isn't he?
0: I believe so, yes. I believe that's where his background is.
1: So, to be fair, that's how um, Kevin Kelly introduces him in fucking the recount or so that would make sense. Um, but yeah, because like nothing in this match was pretty, like at all. No. And there was, this, there was a chop off at one point. And like, you know me, Rob, give me a good chop and I'm into your match. And just, Jesus Christ, there's a super brain buster, not a superplex, super brain buster.
0: Where he dropped, I'm pretty sure he dropped Homner right on, the right on, on his, his head.
1: head. Yeah, and fucking, I yeah, thought Homner's sort of um, reverse tombstone, not reverse tombstone, um, like reverse power, drive, yeah, reverse power driver, like in tombstone position sit out. Like, an EC just, like, there's nowhere for Ishii to go, but also you can't break Ishii's neck because he doesn't have one, so that's one good thing.
0: He doesn't, or he started with one, and it's just been that compressed until eventually he's, it just goes shoulder's head. <laughs> um, That would make sense. So, do you agree 9?
1: I agree 9. Um, I'm pretty sure I've had a watch face closer to the time. At the time, I'd be arguing very passionately for a 10.
0: Oh, yes. But as
1: it's... But as it sort of stands in hindsight, especially given where we know Homna's ended up, it's, it's a very difficult watch at points, so I disagree with a 9.
0: It is. Uh, Meltzer gave this 5 stars. Cage match rates it 9.34. It is the standout of this card. This, of course, what is else a card. Is on this card. Well, let me tell you now, Chris. There is an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Oh,
1: fuck, I forgot about that. Where Hirio Tenzan
0: it Rob- defeats Rob, Rob fucking Conway. Conway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Conway's had a match with Okada
0: Just unbelievable. The man with the worst WWF theme music. If you haven't heard Just it, listen look
1: to look it. At me. Just
0: look I, I, at me. I love it. It's like Randy Newman wrote it. A... It's atrocious. It is absolutely okay. awful.
1: So, Rob Conway hasn't won against Okada by the looks of it, but he has won against Tanner,
0: I think. He's also won against Liger. Yeah, but was that TNA?
1: No, 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 this is New Japan. Oh, wow. Okay. Rob Conway <laughs> this... been booked strong. Conway no, wins low. Um, New, Japan Big and Conway. NW... <laughs> New Japan and the NWA had a um, relationship at one point.
0: Well, on this and card as well. That's
1: where Chase Owens came from. He was...
0: Well, again, this is where we have an NWA World t- Junior heavyweight title match with Jushin Liger, who is the champion, defeating Chase Owens.
1: Like Liger was champion as recent as this. Uh,
0: yes, 2015, That's he was the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. and There was talk, of course, of originally at Wrestle Kingdom 9, him fighting Tiger Mask for the belt.
1: That would have been fucking atrocious.
0: Well, it is 2015, it might not have been.
1: Tiger, Ma- Tiger Mask has never been good.
0: That is true. As
1: long as I've been watching. Oh, but Tiger Mask 4, we should stress, the other three Tiger Masks so are just fine. Although, I'm looking at... Um, Rob Conway did um, appear on a Wrestle Kingdom, now that I'm looking at it.
0: Was it Wrestle Kingdom 2, where every fucker turned up?
1: No, it was Wrestle Kingdom 8. This is after New Japan got standards. Oh, right. <laughs> it was the <probably laughs> singles match for the NWA Championship. Kojima beat Conway.
0: Jesus, he did not enjoy taking on Tenkozy did he?
1: No. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to... To be fair, the, Wrestle Kingdom 8 is very much... Uh, mixed bag. Because, while well, you have amazing things like Goto and Shibata and Okada versus Naito and Tanahashi versus Nakamura. You also have Muta teaming with Yana against Shelton Benjamin and Minoru Suzuki. Oh, um, Fucking Sakuraba and Nagata versus Daniel Gracie and Rolls Gracie versus more, and also Bullet Club versus Karoli Squad before Lance Archer became the best
0: thing in New Japan. Oh God! Uh, main event of this show, just quickly, was the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Yuji Nagata, which obviously Nakamura retains. So, first match, one excellent, sh- excellent match, just literally beating the shit out of each other. I thought that would be the stiffest thing I saw all day. And <laughs> fan, good God! how wrong Fucking, i was
1: to be fair you were originally instead of um this going gonna do jungle kyona versus orissa um i can't i forgot a second name at stardom x stardom this year um yeah. and that wouldn't that wouldn't have been the stiffest thing you ever saw about comparatively because you're just sort of so tiny you're like oh fuck stop hurting each other
0: let me give you yeah. a little bit of context to this, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, Chris gave me five options to watch to review for this show. And I my third option was originally going to be Stardom X Stardom. And I decided partway through, do you know what? I want some All Japan in my life. And... Jesus Christ, the match I'm talking about took place at the Summer Action Series 1993 Night 22 on the 29th of July 1993 at Budokan Hall. Uh, It is a singles match and it was Stan Hansen taking on Kenta Kabashi. Now, I am just going to quickly give you a couple of facts. For a start, it is a five-star rated match in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It is 9.36 rated on Cage Match. It is a Stan Hansen match. Therefore, (laughs) everything hurts. Everything hurts. And good God, how is Kenta Kabashi alive after this match?
1: Um, So... I'm a weird guy, and sometimes really? yeah, but sometimes <laughs> when I'm playing Smash Brothers with my niece, if I do something, if I hit them really hard, I'll just shout, Laliato! So my niece knows nothing about wrestling apart from <laughs> Bailey, but <laughs> she knows Laliato. Do
0: you know what? Does she need to know anything else?
1: <laughs> One day I'll sit her down and show her Stan Hansen match and show her pants. Why do that to the <laughs> poor girl? Oh, no, this will be her 10th birthday.
0: Okay, I'm not going to lie. If you're going to show this match to a 10-year-old girl, you are literally the work of Satan. This match, to I be... am nearly 30 years old, Chris, <laughs> and this match scared the living shit out of me.
1: Do <laughs> that. She'd probably get bored. She doesn't... She
0: she likes horror movies, and she's seven. Speaking of horror movies, (laughs) this match was 22 minutes and 35 seconds of absolute carnage. Stan Hansen is basically, for those who haven't seen him, he's JBL if JBL had a temper. He's JBL (laughs) if JBL drank every night 14 pints of bitter. Stan Hansen is JBL if JBL stabbed you in the heart with a knife. Stan Hansen is a terrifying human being.
1: Stan Hansen uh, is JBL's northern equivalent.
0: (laughs) Yes, pretty much. He is enormous. He has a beer belly, which makes it so much more terrifying for some reason.
1: He looks a bit like my granddad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He, I think he looks like everyone's granddad. He looks like he'd be a genuine good guy to go out for a pint with. But as soon as he went over that no, three pint limit, he'd want to fight everyone.
1: Actually, I found out about the northern well. I don't know the northern tradition, but like a tradition my granddad had with um, his mate, his engineering mates, where they'd have session beers, which is like um, beer like milk beers, like um, Bellhaven Best or Guinness milk style. Because um, but while well, we'd still get drunk. They'd feel bloated before the point where we get drunk to, to the point of having a hangover the next day.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, fair enough. Why not? I imagine Stan Hansen did that as well, to be fair.
1: No, uh, yeah, no I, I imagine Stan Hansen broke, um, drank a bottle of whiskey and then um, for pre-drinks.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's that kind of man. Anyway, so enough of, he, enough of that.
1: Enough of, like... Stroking in his cock, because I don't think he'd approve. By the way, Stan Hansen does seem like a genuinely lovely guy.
0: In real life, absolutely.
1: I, like, have you seen his Hall of Fame speech? He's fucking lovely.
0: I'm sure in real life, Stan Hansen is an absolutely beautiful I remember, man. I
1: remember seeing him, like, this is like WrestleMania 29 or something. This is when San Martino was already in, and I was watching it. Not, not having seen any of this, <laughs> thinking, oh, what a lovely, what a lovely man. I really want to give him a hug. Not anymore.
0: Absolutely Jesus not. He will headbutt your head off of your shoulders. <laughs> okay, let's just get into this match. By the way, this match
1: starts with a DDT on the floor, just to just to highlight how stiff this match is.
0: Literally instantly. Um, Literally, like thirty seconds into
1: this match. Normally, when people go outside at the beginning of the match, it's because they're trying to pad it out. Not these two.
0: Oh no. <laughs> Stan Hansen was in the crowd within what forty, fifty seconds.
1: Yeah, and like not as a stalling tactic, he just got fucking thrown there.
0: Never. I mean, we spoke in the previous match, the Ishii versus Honma match. We spoke about how there was little, re- there were little wrestling moves. It was literally a slugfest. This took that to an all <laughs> new level. An all. I mean, Stan Hansen perhaps performed five moves.
1: <laughs> no, Stan Hansen spent a lot of this.
0: On his back, but the far back
1: from it, it's really. Because, like, you can tell Stan Hansen isn't a disciplined fighter when you see him fight.
0: Let's put it this way he pulled absolutely no moves here.
1: Yeah, he basically had. It's weird, because Stan Hansen's known for, like, throwing Laliatos next and right. <laughs> I can't just say laliats anymore. Can you please um, do it properly? LALIATO! <laughs> <laughs>
0: outstanding
1: so like so he didn't throw one until the end it was was Kabashi throwing (laughs) and like it speaks volumes how much of an mvp hansen was in this match that we haven't even mentioned Kabashi, you know one of the best of all time
0: it's because kibashi got nothing in no neither man
1: got anything in how the fuck is this such a good match and neither of these men fucking did anything
0: literally it was stan hansen just trying to hurt kibashi and i need to talk about this move because honestly, oh I mean, whenever I hate mentioning this, but in WWE, whenever they rip the matting up, there's always like a oh Willy won't he? Oh God, you know, and is he gonna he take the does. bump? Yeah. And then there's always like a really not a timid bump, because I imagine on a concrete, it, everything it, would it, hurt.
1: It's how it's how how I put someone down when I'm playing wrestling with my younger relatives.
0: Exactly. This Stan Hansen <laughs> rips the matting and full-on power-bombed Kabashi without any sort of protection. Right onto the concrete. I fucking...
1: To be fair, there's another match these guys had in 1991, and fucking... One of their knees... I forget who it was. One of their knees just went right fucking onto the railing, and I thought that couldn't get any worse. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: I'm not joking here. It wasn't even a cushioned powerbomb. It was a jackknife no. powerbomb, which basically Kanta Kobashi came flying off the top of Hansen and then hit the concrete. There was no control whatsoever, which sort of plays into what you were saying about Hansen not being a disciplined fighter. Oh, my God.
1: Kanto Kabashi got thrown onto the floor like you throw your keys onto the kitchen counter when you walk in after a long day at work. It was very... Very uncomfortable. Like you think some of the you think um the guys in New Japan works stiff or Walter works stiff or Ulya Dragonoff works stiff or JBL works stiff. This isn't stiff, this is abuse.
0: This is a legitimate fight. Like honestly, I'm not joking. His knees to the head of Kabashi well legitimate I'm going to hurt no, you needs. It, it was
1: a good st- like I should quickly say this, this match was more of an abuse. there was a good running story where um when Kabashi was on um offense, he went really fast because if they slowed down, Hansen can knock out Kabashi in one blow like, and then when Hansen was in control, Hansen would walk around he doesn't want to expand the energy in case Kabashi gets back on top because um, he might well, while he's in control. Because he knows, like, one punch is as good as, like, ten of Kibashi's. Yeah. So he's just going to take his time and fucking destroy him. Although, you know what weird bit of a match um, that really worried me, and it's because I know what happened to Kibashi later in life? Go on. Was the machine gun chops.
0: Honestly, Kojima's chops now look even more ridiculous. I know just honestly the rapid fa- I can't move my hand that quickly I'm doing it now you can't see me because I'm I'm, you know, I'm a podcast.
1: Re- like, hang on I'm gonna I'm right next to the I'm gonna see if I can do it that fast go on then
0: no hang um, on I'll, let I'll, me I'll, try let ahead. me try but Honestly, I'm doing How that. Confused so... girl... How confused
1: your girl? have confused <laughs> your yeah. girl?
0: Honestly, I think I think the fact I do a wrestling podcast confuses her enough to be perfectly honest. Didn't you force her to wear a fucking Bray Wyatt shirt the other day? I didn't force her to wear a Bray Wyatt shirt. She just wore the Bray Wyatt <laughs> shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was the shirt I go to the gym in. <laughs> shamelessly, um... shamelessly fucking shameless
1: anyway to be fair wrestling the gym is basically the only place you can get away with wrestling top in everyday life i mean i just wear them in everyday life because they're not even the most embarrassing shirts i own but um (laughs) like i walk i walk around a lot of days in a fucking
0: um
1: no no gallagher's high-flying bird shirt and people look at me actually i once i wore it to a liam gallagher gig uh transmit and people just literally a guy walked past me you're fucking brave pal wearing that here (laughs) Fucking, <laughs> that's all right. such a threat. <laughs> it's like your fucking brave pal I'm like, oh right, I just stood next to my brother for the rest of the time. It's like make sure no one gets me for wearing a old Gallagher T shirt. <laughs> anyway
0: Make sure no one gets me.
1: <laughs> like, which way 'cause I'm of I'm I'm the i thaw- I'm the biggest one in the family. So anyway, we got we got really off awesome. Yeah,
0: so that rapid
1: fire chop, because he kept doing them, he had to get emergency surgery on both arms oh later in God. life. Like near the end of um kabashi's career he got like um imagine gm surgery two bouts with cancer the Um, man's a machine kidney issue i know fucking he kicked cancer's ass
0: he did fair play to him
1: and uh, it's it's bad because like there's only one real like tragic end with it's weird considering who was wrestling um how these people wrestled but like the only real tragic ending like the King of the 90s King Road stuff is fucking Misawa and that's because he kept going long after he had to
0: yeah I no I agree this match genuinely though could have resulted in a death
1: you know I'll ask was was, um, Stan Hansen's dive he just fucking he literally just fucking jumped on him
0: yes (laughs) there was there was no control there and again he performed another powerbomb in the ring and there was no control and then just sort of fell on him as this pinfall and it looked like oh my god he's actually killed kabashi um kabashi's um, moonsaults though weren't the <laughs> prettiest things in the world but they looked but they, amazing
1: not because they looked like they fucking hurt
0: <laughs> they looked like they hurt they looked like he was exhausted and beaten up which was perfect and mm-hmm. he got the win obviously he hit one Moonsault, Hansen kicked out, got straight up, went straight to the ring post and did another one. Why do more wrestlers not do that? Oh, you kicked out of my finisher? Right, and hit you with another one and then pin you
1: again. Sonada Sanad, does it.
0: Well, Sonada does it, yeah, but I mean, surely that's wrestling 101. You kicked out of a finisher? Right, I'm going to hit you with another one.
1: I don't know if we somehow watched different matches here, but my, um, the 1993 one I watched, fucking Hansen went over. Oh.
0: Ah. In my have match, Khabashi different... went over.
1: We have we have accidentally watched different matches, but somehow the same things have happened. This is incredible! Holy fuck! <laughs> my one he won after a top rope fucking lariat.
0: In mine, Kabashi won after two moonsaults, and they're both from they're both both Summer Action Series, twenty ninth of the seventh.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, mine was July ninety ninth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck has this happened?
0: I don't understand. I'll, for- I'll I'll message your mind. I'll forward your mind. Anyway, basically, what we're trying to say here, this is amazing, what we're trying to say here, just go and watch any Stan Hansen-Kenta Kabashi match because they're all stiff as fuck. They all hurt. And no matter who wins and how they win, it's incredible. Um,
1: Did, I even- Did you also have the DDT on the floor?
0: Yes, after like 20 seconds. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck is I happening? I do not understand this. Have I... The only explanation is
1: somehow halfway through we accidentally clicked, clicked on a different video. But like, this makes not... Because did yours also have like A Die from the Aping by Hanson?
0: Hang on one second. Where is my phone? I am going to check which one I watched because mine July was on 29th, YouTube. 1993. Right. Well, it, mine obviously wasn't that one because in mine, Kenta went over. So that one, I'm obviously watched the wrong one. But I'm intrigued to know when it right. Here we go. <laughs> this was the one I watched. Are you sending it to me? No. July 29th, 1993, It says. Yeah. What the fuck? No, my Hansen went over in mine. Oh, hang on. <laughs> in the description, it says AGPW, Stan Hansen versus Kenti Kobashi, July twenty ninth, nineteen ninety three. And underneath that. It says, Triple Crown Championship match, Kenta Kabashi versus Stan Hansen, September 5th, 1996. Oh, my, mine does not say... say look, I don't know what the fuck's happened.
1: The, my, yours must be fucking spliced then.
0: Oh, mine's a spliced match. So I've got <laughs> both and I've only watched the first one. <laughs> why would it... Why? How,
1: but we have the same spots. This is such an anomaly.
0: I don't understand why you would splice two videos together but then not put both videos in the description.
1: <laughs> That's weird. That's really weird.
0: I don't understand. Right, anyway, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but you've got two matches for the price of one there, so you should count yourselves <laughs> very, very lucky. But
1: we, but we split about the same thing. This is so weird. But yeah, I'm going to make you watch it. For the next time we do this, i make you watch Ivan of the Stan Actually, I, to that, I think we, Stan Hansen is must. going to be a running theme because I kind of want to make you suffer.
0: Oh, no, I love Stan Hansen's matches. Oh,
1: fucking... I know, like you, fall, like you can see where Walter gets it from. No one wrestles like Stan
0: Hansen. No one at all. But when you look at my personal favourite New Japan matches are Suzuki versus Ishii, Suzuki versus Goto. Um, I mean, in the G1, you add to, uh, Shingo versus Ishii. You know, those yeah, so hard-hitting yeah. Exactly. I mean, the match I probably liked most on the Destruction Tour, aside from Pommy Jay White, and Naito, was Shingo versus Goto.
1: Tell you what, though, we need to watch some Vader matches.
0: Oh, I do want to watch some Vader matches when he's not being abysmally underused in the WWE. Yeah, also,
1: um, we could watch the Hanson-Vader match where Hanson pops Vader's eye out, because that's a right. major
0: Japan What year is that? Because I'll end up watching the wrong fucking one. <laughs> right,
1: i t- tell you what, from now on, when we're doing these, I'll fucking link you. Right? Would you
0: mind? Would you oh. mind terribly?
1: Yeah, because fucking, to be fair... If it's New Japan, I'll just point you to fucking Lariato's and then tell you the year. But, like, if it's on YouTube from now on, I'm not
0: trusting you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair.
1: It's the fucking first result when you search Hanson and Gabashi as well. I don't know how the fuck you've done this, but anyway. I just typed,
0: I typed it into YouTube, it came up, and it said, I've just told you what it said. In fact, do you know what? Because I know Chris doesn't believe me. I am going to forward him the link just to prove that this is definitely the one. In fact, it's got one dislike. Which probably is one person going. This isn't the right fucking match. What are you doing? I uh,
1: see. Mine has six dislikes, so we <laughs> up watching. Different, <laughs> we were definitely watching different videos. Right.
0: I've sent it to the. I've sent it to the WhatsApp group, which means God's going to be like, basically, "What the fuck you're is basically
1: he doing?" Let's <laughs> still go after watching it because he loves Donna.
0: Oh fucking yeah! All right, yeah, okay. Can you fucking, now see why?
1: Yeah, you've, you, yeah. For fuck's sake. Did you, and what think's happened here? You, sur, you searched it up. Saw so two. One that's twenty minutes. One that's forty. And you know that you old fan matches went really fucking long, so you picked the longer one, assuming that's the right one.
0: But again, it's two matches spliced into one because it's in the middle. It yeah. didn't go. Didn't last the video. So I assumed the first one. I was like, oh, must have just put the video on again. Um. Uh, anyway, that's by the by. Two very, very, very stiff I'm going to beat the living shit out of you, matches. We decided we needed a little bit of a palate cleanser and that palate cleanser came in the way of the Super Jacob, the Super Jacob 1995, the first semi-final from the 13th of December between Jushin Thunder Liger and Ultimo Dragon, with W.A.R. being the yeah. wrestling promotion. Do you,
1: know what do you know what W.A.R. stands
0: for? I do indeed, because I researched it for this, because I was going to ask you the very same question. Res-
1: wrestling and Romance.
0: Well, it was formally known as Wrestle and Romance. It was officially known as Wrestle Association R. Which oh, that's, a, that's shit. I, I prefer Wrestle and Romance, and to be perfectly yeah. honest. Because
1: that's something, that's something Vince wants. That's a name that Vince wants for one of the shows
0: <laughs> <laughs> WWE Wrestling and Romance.
1: Are we going to tell people the story about how you also had trouble finding this one?
0: Um, Yeah, please do.
1: Um, Rob messaged me going, I'm on New Japan Live. I can't fucking find this um, J-Cup match for the life of me. I'm like, you do know they used to swap the J-Cup around, right?
0: I had no idea. Turns out, two thousand was uh, held by Michinoku Pro. But, yeah, it's um, there we go. It's
1: more, it's more of Liger's um, thing than yeah. Um, New Japan's. Um, um, New Japan, just sort of inherited it because that's where Liger is. Although there some fucking great names in this field.
0: There were some fantastic ones, absolutely Funaki. fantastic ones. Funaki, <laughs> Funaki, yeah, absolutely. Rey Mysterio was in a showcase match. He wasn't in yeah, the tournament. Yeah, and uh, Psychosis.
1: Um, Gato, Wild Pegasus. Um, Ultimate
0: Dragon, obviously.
1: Lionheart. As in Jericho, Lionheart. Yeah. Not, like, not ICW, Lionheart. Although, um, it's not quite as stacked as the 94 J Cup, but then again, I think most of them were signed up by um, WCW at that point, so that makes sense.
0: To be perfectly honest, overall, you know, having read reviews and done some research on the background of the tournament, this. Though it got relatively positive reviews, the main thing that held the Super J Cup 1995 back in relation to the predecessor was the fact that Gado got to the final.
1: <laughs> not saying on Gado. Gado's a decent. He's a he's a good hand. Great tag wrestler, but he shouldn't go to the fa- final of something like this. Especially I think I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying they're two
0: New Japan talent.
1: Um, and that's not what the J Cup's about. That's what's doom for 2016 J Cup.
0: No, Gado was wrestling for Wrestle Association R at that point. Ah, okay. All right. Because fucking.
1: Okay. That's fine then. Because. um, The 2016 Jacob would basically do. Because only Bushiro talent, so Noah and New Japan, got through the first round. So.
0: I just want to point out that in the semi final, Gado defeated Wild Pegasus. So, 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 winner of the last Jacob as well. Yeah, so just bear that in mind. Um, it's a. So- it's such a weird thing. Anyway. This entire this entire show was it was weird. awesome. Awesome. I mean I've watched highlights of a couple of the other matches. Um like the socials
1: on YouTube if you're overboard.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a it's a good show overall. The and
1: Psychosis is great, but not, it's not as good as the ECW stuff, but it's still great.
0: No. And I know that Meltzer gave something five stars, but I can't remember off the top of my head what match he gave five stars to. Um if you bear with me, I'll find See out. <laughs> um pegasus versus Suzuki.
1: that makes sense um um to be fair i really like
0: oh no that was that was 1994 well right fucking
1: yeah that makes sense because suzuki's not even for sake no Sasuke's not even in this yeah i like how we're going between suzuki and sasuke just so no one murdered us
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so this match chris why did you choose this match what happened? Talk to me.
1: Okay, basically, um, so like, very quickly, the other five matches I gave Rob the choice of were these three: Stardom, X Stardom, and then Abushi versus the Blow Up Doll. And um, Rob didn't go for the Blow Up Doll for some reason. And I basically, I got halfway down the list, realized, oh, two, oh, a lot of these are basically um, people beating the shit out of each other. We need something a bit pretty. So I went for this,
0: and God, this was pretty.
1: It was a very pretty match. Liger is a very pretty man under his. I don't know what he looks like. I, well, I do because Liger... but he's a ve- He has a very pretty outfit, is what I want to say. He has got he a very pretty outfit. Um... An ultimate dragon. Uh, it's a shame because basically every luchador has a dragon motif now, like Drago, obviously, and Phoenix and Kalisto, fucking Kalisto, but. Yeah, Ultimate Dragon, especially over time, would look amazing.
0: And don't forget, he was the trendsetter for this as well. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. This match was a submission masterclass.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, so it's not as like a pro, it had everything that's good about junior wrestling within it. And to have this, I also picked the match and made my top five liga matches that I put up early in the year. And um, when we did the old wrestling classic, I showed you guys um, Liger and Sasuke, and you weren't all that enamored with it. Like, you liked it, but you weren't enamored.
0: No. Um, The the issue I had with the Liger-Sasuke match from 94 was that I thought Sasuke was very botchy. Um, I thought Liger certainly was a lot more controlled, Shall we say, yeah, li- this Liga match, Liger was a little however, bit of a
1: dick in that match.
0: <laughs> yeah, this match, I thought both men had great chemistry together. I thought that even the big spots, you know, the dives from the outside, the cannonballs into Liger and Liger's, you know, returning the favour to Ultimo Dragon. And, you know, you've got the Liger Bomb, the absolutely thunderous Liger Bomb, was, which Ultimo Dragon kicks out of.
1: And it was right after... Um, it was right after some sort of high risk attempt, which made it even. But you know what this was, Rob? This was a fire pro match because it built.
0: It did build. And I just found it very, very strange that after all this build, all these high spots, you went from the submission opening, the quick mat wrestling, the grappling, you oh, know, that, that really, that really great pretty. Lucha spot.
1: Like, it was a ve It's a ve- looser spot that gets done basically every junior match now, but like where they do drop down and then he does the flip over. And then, like at, right after that, when the crowd still clapping Liger just sort of kicks, kicks the kicks fuck out of um Ultimo's stomach and just cuts it off. I loved
0: it. <laughs> no, you're not getting this. You don't deserve it. Um but yeah, you're absolutely right. The we had all that pretty submission stuff and all the pretty exchanges and the um, lucha bits. Then, I then do like, like, it escalated. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like go on.
1: Ultimo was clearly slower after Liger kept drop kicking his fucking knee. At the beginning of the match,
0: the scream of agony made that a lot more realistic for me as well. You ask know, him. Ask him. Yeah, we we now know that Liger knows at least two words in English. In English. Ask him.
1: Actually, no. I know he knows more words in English because I know he can say "finger in my asshole." Because thanks to PWG.
0: There you go. When when else would you need any other English? Um, but yeah, it was when in California. <laughs> The drop kicks to the knee were excellent, and Ultimo Dragon sold that knee absolutely amazingly. I know that the, a lot of the problems in modern-day wrestling, especially with modern-day junior wrestling, is that injuries aren't sold throughout matches. This was that's, a perfect example of when it is.
1: That's why Alistair Black and Tomasa Ciampa was such a standout from earlier in this year, because NXT matches don't normally have selling. It's why Walter matches are so um, standout so much, because... People selling multiple matches, and if you don't, Walter will make sure you're fucking selling by the end. Of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You will sell. Do it. Um, and then we got to the end where it was just at a just this ridiculously frantic pace. Most
1: most handspring like people seem to think that the handspring shit started with Osprey. No, fucking the handsprings that Ultimo did, especially since because um, I know Mu also did them. But the thing is with. Especially with the corner one that Ultimo did, it was the most perfectly timed one I've ever seen. Because normally you see people have to take a couple steps back. Ultimo has his trajectory well, very fucking well planned out because he just went right elbow in.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: And you never see that. And then also the one where it knocked like have a ring before the dives. That was, but just so pre- Ultimo just does such pretty things.
0: You mentioned Osprey earlier. There was a lot of there was a lot of um inspiration, shall we say, for Osprey's moveset in what Ultimo Dragon was doing. Mm-hmm. Um and you can certainly see the inspiration that Osprey has taken. And he he has openly said that, you know, he, a lot of his moveset is taken from that sort of wrestling and Ultimo Dragon and things like that.
1: Oh yeah, there's obvious stories about Osprey going to like WrestleGate shows when they came to the UK. Not WrestleGate, that's a different thing. Dragon Gate, yeah. there we go. <laughs>
0: Um, well, his first company was Lucha Britannica, am I right in thinking that?
1: Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, because I was watching this special on Progress on Demand, which I'll happily give you my long if you want to give it a watch. It's about the Osprey and Havoc rivalry. And Osprey was like, I accidentally bust Jimmy Havoc open once, and I think that's why he tortured me so much throughout our fucking <laughs> throughout our time in Progress.
0: <laughs> Probably. Actually, After all these story, moves, though. Chris... After yeah. all these moves, did you find it a bit underwhelming that it ended with a roll up?
1: Um, in
0: fact, I think that's the
1: only reason it's not a ten for me is because also it was it was so basically, um, like you went for a superplex, um, Ultimo sort
0: of just chucked him out of it. Yeah, it wasn't any kind of reversal, it was literally I'm <laughs> gonna throw you <laughs> for the top rope.
1: It's like it's like a, a, a spot in the Stan Hansen match, assuming you got that bit where oh. Kabati was doing the shots and then just shoved him away. It's kinda of like that, but off the <laughs> top rope. Um so landed i an Elm I was it an El magical or something. Yeah. Um Lucha roll up. There we go. I've roll up and then tried it again and then Liger distorted the fire pro reversal to win. Um, a bit, but also I think because it's a cross promotion, um, cup you need to keep finishes a bit diplomatic. Okay. Like, was it because Liger was no Ultimo was was guy, wasn't he? Uh,
0: at this point, Ultimo was yeah, was guy. So like.
1: Lag is going over two war guys to win this champion to win this Jacob and Ultimo is probably War's biggest guy, I think. So, but he probably this probably was a diplomatic ending to not go. Oh, New Japan's guy is unequivocally better than.
0: What guy who's was sort of like oh he got through by the skin of his teeth
1: next time oh next time you know what i mean
0: yeah well at this point ultimo dragon was the war international junior heavyweight champion and he was also Vega. the nwa world middleweight champion and so, next year wouldn't he be the j crown winner uh i couldn't that's, tell you because that's how he got all
1: his fucking both picture that picture of um ultimo with like a million belts that's the j crown one sec j crown keep talking about what? I
0: don't, I don't know, Rob. You're, <laughs> no, the, you're I'm joking. the fucking I'm, I'm not joking. Even fucking,
1: I'm only the fucking co host, <laughs>
0: alright? So overall then, Chris, you said it wasn't quite a ten. What is no, it for I, you then?
1: I think it's a nine, especially when you give him the time period. I think it's a nine.
0: So we give oh, all anyway, three we of these matches the nine.
1: J- <laughs> yes. But also very quickly. Um in the tournament to crown the J Crown, um, which was was next yeah, was the next year. Um <laughs> Ultimate Dragon beat Liger in two and a half minutes.
0: So Oh, okay, so at least he got his revenge.
1: Yeah. Um and then Sasuke beat him in the um final. yeah, anyway, yeah, 'cause all of these are just the slight I think if I was watching at the time all of these would be a ten. Especially the Hanson, Kibashi. To be fair, I'm airing on the side of ten, but also least that match really scares me.
0: Yeah, I think everything from 90s All Japan is sort of scary. Um, oh,
1: fucking... Especially the Burning Hammers, like you think. Like, I I don't want to sound like an old fan because I'm not, I mean, a very young fan, but, like, the 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 art of both the Burning Hammer and the Emerald Flosian is kind of lost. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, certainly. I will just say that this match, sorry, the Hansen. Um, Kabashi match. It was not the main event. The main event was Masawa versus Kawada for the...
1: Is that the really... No, no, no. That was in 96 or something. Like, the one that Mountain gave success.
0: Yeah. No, it wasn't that one. It got four and a quarter. But, but there are, it but outshone that of, one.
1: But all of Masawa and Kawada's matches are great. I'm going to have to show you one. Last one I couldn't show you any of Trombopillas. Like, of like Tawei, Kawada... Masawa and Kabashi because they're all a fucking hour long and I know you don't have the time
0: I don't have the time to sit and watch one of your fucking Valkyrie rock operas no I don't (laughs) (laughs) but ladies and gentlemen that is our review done We've reviewed the three matches. We've given you our thoughts on them. Please go out of your way to go and check them out. If you can go and find the right Kenta Kabashi Vizzi's Dan Hanton match, that would be great. But as we've proved, they pretty much had the same formula for all their 1993 matches, especially the Summer Action Series in 1993. So please go and check those out. In the meantime, go and check out the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. The other podcast we do, it's on the same feed. Subscribe, you can check us out on all podcasting platforms, you can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter you can check us out on Podmania on Twitter uh, you can follow, follow me at at Real Rob Goodwin. Chris where can they find you? At
1: CandyChris97 and Tinder
0: Ladies, he's single. Um, Saturday is when the Podmania podcast goes up at 11 a.m. GMT. On Mondays, our Universe Mode goes live. A new episode every Monday at 7 p.m. I think that's everything, Chris. Have I plugged everything?
1: I think so. But also, if you want, I do have your choices for next time.
0: Really? All five of them? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I'm carrying a couple over that you didn't pick from this time. Okay, go for it before we end. Right, so we have Okada and Nakamura for the G1 finals in 2015, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw on the six star Kawada and Masao. You don't need to take them, you don't need to. I'm just doing it because we have a bit of time before the next one of these. Okay. Um, Kong versus Manami Toyota at Big Egg Wrestling Universe. Okay. Um, Suzuki, um, no, Koto Abushi versus Blow Up Great. And also um, Stan Hansen
0: versus Vader, where Vader gets his leg like, knocked out. Okay. That sounds interesting.
1: Actually, it's an interesting bunch. One of them is another Stan Hansen match, it's an even scarier Stan Hansen match. And yeah, I'm kind of just going to keep putting in the Abushi versus Blow Up Doll until you
0: fucking pick it. And I'm going to keep not picking it so that you have to put it it's in going, the next it's one. Going to
1: be, it's going to be a running thing. And then when it's my birthday, you're going to review it
0: for me. One day. One day. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Make sure to check out The Young Lioncast and Podmania, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.